Well, hello there, friend. This episode's sponsored by Boners. That's right, Boners. We're talking Blue Chew, people. And you can try Blue Chew for free right now if you use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. BlueChew.com, promo code OPIE. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to, oh, there it is, the throne already. Welcome to my uh, live stream from the ocean. It's been a bit, let's say uh, good morning to Mike Long. You are first on the YouTube. And uh, yeah, man, we are, uh, we're finally back doing the live stream. Charles uh, Byrne, it looks like. You are first on the Facebook, my friend. Welcome. What's up, Justin Robe? What's up, Pat Duffy? How are you, buddy? Where is Pat Duffy? There he is. The star of the latest uh, video on my YouTube channel, OP Radio. God damn, did Pat Duffy crush it at the private Facebook uh, group hang at Get Parts. That's when everything started falling apart there, Pat Duffy. My God, we uh, we had a great time at, uh, at Get Parts. Turned it into a podcast. Turned it into a, a highlights video that you can see right now on my YouTube channel. And then I realized that this tick bite I had was uh, problematic. And I finally got rid of the, uh, the antibiotics yesterday. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'll start feeling better like immediately. I, th- I know I will. So, so just to back up a little bit, I was, uh, I was taking a bath. I like to soak. I think it goes back to my childhood. It was the only time you could get peace and quiet in my house was to get in a damn bathtub and you, you knew uh, you had some peace and quiet from uh, the seven, eight, nine kids, the crazy mom, the dad. So I think uh, that's why to this day I like to soak in a bathtub. And I was, uh, I was, you know, washing my underarms and all of a sudden I felt the lump. I thought it was another one of my stupid moles that I would get burned off or a skin tag. And I grabbed hold of this thing. Because I was going to do some self um, uh, skin tag removal and realized it was a tick. And it took a nice, nice pull to get this damn thing off. And I'm like, ah, when you live out here, I've, uh, I've lived out east now, I don't know, seven or eight years. You're, you're constantly taking ticks off your body, constantly. But usually you notice them way ahead of time before they could do any damage. But this one was problematic. It was uh, dug in pretty good. And uh, we watched it. And uh, I started getting headaches and aches all over my body. And I was itching my body to death where I was uh, almost breaking the skin. And then my doctor said, you know what? Um, <clears throat> my, my, my throat still fucking hurts. That was part of it, too, for whatever fucking reason. I think because I was so dried out by the, uh, the medication. And uh, he's like, uh, I don't like how this is looking and the rash and the aches and the headaches. I think you might have Lyme disease, so let's get ahead of this. And then uh, we were watching the, the tick bite, and, um, and it turned into a classic bullseye, uh, which has actually been argued. Some people think it, it wasn't a, uh, a complete bullseye. Other people thought, yeah, man, you got Lyme disease, my friend. So we got on the antibiotics very, very early. Um, and then I don't know if I was feeling like crap because of the antibiotics 
or because of the actual tick bite. I ha- I have no idea to this to this day to the point that I can't officially tell you if I had Lyme disease or not, or if I do have Lyme disease. So um, I'm going to go for a, a tick screening in the next couple of days, and then they'll determine if I ever ever had Lyme disease. But uh, as a precaution, my doctor said get on this medication immediately, and I did. I don't know. I heard from a lot of you guys. Uh, this antibiotic is no fucking joke. It made every swallow in my stomach just burning. Uh, I was able to keep food down, but I had no desire to eat. Um, I think I lost my COVID-10, though. <laughs> it's a hell of a way to lose your COVID-10. And I'm pushing it. It was probably closer to a COVID-15. But I pretty much lost my, uh, my COVID weight. Uh, my appetite came back yesterday because I finally took my last pill uh, yesterday morning. And the other thing is that um, I thought I was done with the antibiotics, and then um, it was decided, you know what, you should do another three days. I'm like, oh, my God, no. So anyway, that all started after the uh, get-together at Get Parts there, Mr. Pat Duffy. That was a really, really good time, the, the private Facebook group hang. Uh, I hope more people join the private Facebook group. We got a very, very good, um, a very good crew cheeseburgers oh my god actually so with the tick thing and I you know I talked to my neighbors and this guy had one on his back this guy had one in between his toes this person had it on his dog everyone has a tick story so I'm gonna get dr. Steve on the podcast I think I think we're recording tomorrow and we're gonna talk about ticks Uh, my brother classically has has um, gotten a lot of tick bites in his life and and he's gotten ready for this my brother uh scott he's a marine biologist and he lives among the deer basically where he lives way out here uh he lives uh his house is right up against a farm and they got a ton of deer that just literally hang out in his beautiful backyard and so they have all gotten ticks and tick bites my brother has had lyme disease or is still fighting it because i think he's got the chronic version he got rocky mountain fever from uh, a tick bite that one supposedly is really brutal, incredibly high uh, fever, and uh, I'm not a medical professional, so I'm trying to remember, but I think I think you get really big, giant blotches all over your body or something like he was telling me. And then I only learned this uh, this summer, and uh, and then I was visiting my brother the other day, and he had this one too. There's a tick bite out there where you could be allergic to beef. You could be allergic to meat. I had no idea. So my brother, he got uh, he got bit by this tick, and he likes he absolutely likes his meat. He was allergic to meat for uh, close to two freaking years because of a tick bite. Um, like I said, I don't know the the science behind all that. I don't know. It's just an opinion. I think when people tune me in, they know this is just an opinion and uh, some, some, very, uh, some very vague thoughts because I'll read an article or two and then I think I'm an expert just like everybody else out there. So, um, so I'm going to break down the tick thing, I think, with um, Dr. Steve. I, I believe we're, we're going to record tomorrow. That'll be really, really good. And then we're going to talk about the, um, the Delta variant and these other variants that are coming our way with this coronavirus thing. I'm not even going to get into the uh, whether you're vaxxed or not. Oh, my God. Uh, hold on. Another guy. We got a block. I'm not. I'm in no mood today. So here we go. 
There you go. I don't know what's up with these uh, these obsessed, obsessed people. Um, by the way, they were really, really hoping that I would die from um, a tick bite. That that's that's the wonderful people that I guess at one time I was associated with. I guess I was associated with people that that now want me to succumb to a tick bite and have horrible, horrible issues from uh, untreated Lyme disease. I feel I feel definitely. Definitely better, and it, it'll be interesting to to finally find out if I actually had the Lyme disease, or the medication was just the thing that was just uh, knocking me way down. Man, I was getting up every every morning, and I'm like, just turn the fucking thing on. These people will understand. We got a nice group. You got to keep this thing going. And I would just lay in bed, really lethargic, and it, I, it felt like acid was just splashing up from my stomach. And then everyone said, that, that bed is pretty brutal. I definitely feel way, way better today, so, so we'll see. Uh, glad you're doing better. Stay out of the bushes and away from deer. Well, that's kind of problematic when you got a goddamn dog. And also, we kind of let, um, let a lot of our uh, area around the house just get overrun by weeds. So I was on a two-week weeds project. Because uh, I'm still trying to figure out where I got this damn tick from because... We check for ticks all the fucking time. Sometimes uh, the paths that take you down to the, the beautiful ocean behind me, they get overgrown. What is it called? I guess the beach grass. The Yeah, it's, it's like beach grass will kind of blow up against you as you're walking through it. Could have been that. We got deer that run on the beach freely at night as the sun's going down. Maybe they're just dropping ticks all day long, and maybe that's how I got it. Uh, but I think the weeds were really, really bad around the house, and I, I honestly think I probably got it uh, by doing a lot of the, the, the weeding. Yes, the kid does uh, weeding. Oh, go F yourself. Dude, it's been seven years. I've answered this question a million fucking times. Do you view your decision, decision not to uh, put your job on the line when Anthony was fired as a mistake? Go F yourself. Anthony knows how many times I put my fucking career on the line for him. Go F yourself. Anthony was building a goddamn studio in, in his house. You, you want to go back in time? He was building a studio. He was already moving on to be a solo artist, you idiot. You want to ignore that fact? That he was spending um, way more time and cared way more about about what he was building in his own house in his basement, you dope. No, I don't regret it. And I did what I could. And then he has to spin that this shit. I'm in no mood, dude, because I'm I'm seriously trying to get get my my shit back together. I'm in no mood. I did everything I could at the time to save Anthony. And then that son of a bitch spins it that I did nothing. It's all horse shit. But we live in a world of horse shit. We live in a world of fake fucking news and bullshit and where the truth doesn't matter at all. Where morals don't mean crap. The fact is he was already showing his hand and he was moving the fuck on. Oh, God. Hey, Ope, you're a legend. Can you give a shout out to my friend James Humphreys who loves you and watches your streams every day? I'm not lying. Tell him to stop being a shut-in. Yeah, I can't do that, uh, Tim Reedy. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I mean, thanks for the $10, but I just can't do that. 
Uh, but I appreciate you. And I appreciate the $10. Trust me. Trust me, I appreciate the $10. Because guess what? You're going to roll your eyes when I tell you this one. But uh, because you heard enough about this, my air conditioning still doesn't work in the car. <laughs> $400. Repeat after me. $400. Oh, my God. So I got my air conditioning fixed. The guy at the time, to be fair, he's like, I think we fixed it, but we put some dye in your oil. Your Earl. Your Earl. That was another word my grandma said weird. Earl. Um, make sure you got enough Earl in your car. Uh, buy a new car. I would love to buy a new car. What's up, Karen Goad Williams? Not going to lie to you. The kid is cash poor, if you want to know the what the status is. I'm the definition of cash poor, but I'm not complaining. I'm really not complaining. I just got my money in the wrong boxes. But I'm going to solve that with Bitcoin and NFTs, I believe, in the very, very uh, near future. But... um. So for $400, got the AC fixed, you know, and uh, they put a little uh, little dye in the Earl. And he goes, if there's uh, more issues, we'll know with this. So the air conditioning was working beautifully, nice and cold for, I don't know, like two weeks. And then I started noticing that it was less cold by the day, less cold, less cold. But ah, this is still good. Maybe we could get through the summer. You know, we all play this game. God, it's only going to be hot for another month. I think we can handle this. So we're not freezing in our car, but we're comfortable. And then it went from comfortable to, oh, my God. Um, and now it's just blowing hot air again. So uh, so I know he's watching right now. Uh, you know, Arnie, get your wig because I need to drop my car off after this live stream. He's my good friend out here, and he, he makes fun of my long hair And when, when he's helping me out by, uh, you know, dropping my car off left and right to get fixed all summer long. He shows up with a, with a wig on to make fun of me and my long hair. Uh, maintain that car. Global warming may someday take away the house as tides rise. Well, sure, man. I mean, we all uh, pretty much know that when we live out here. Just one big storm could could do uh severe damage out here we we know that when you buy a house this close to the ocean you know most would call you stupid uh but uh i feel like we've enjoyed this house so much that god forbid if a storm takes it you know the memories will last a lifetime hey and i was just watching tv speaking of global warming i guess there's a giant lake in iran that in 30 years has turned into a desert. But there's no global warming. I'm sure there's a better explanation for why that happened, right? All right, let's list the things we shouldn't talk about. What are the things that trigger people and will will make you want to just slam your head into a wall all day long? Uh, you can't talk about global warming, uh, you know, climate change. Got to call it climate change because, you know, the people that really want to attack you when it's, when it's, uh, you know, 55 degrees in the middle of winter, they're like, so much for your global warming. <laughs> Where's your global warming now? <laughs> so if you, if you believe in the global warming, you know, uh, just a little advice for me. 
say climate change. It'll help you a little bit. Because these guys will shove it in your face. I'm wearing a t-shirt in February. There's no global warming. So uh, we can't talk about uh, global warming. There you go. Anthony, we're, we're building the list. You certainly can't talk religion or politics. Oh, my God, no. We know that. You can't talk uh, about the vaccine. I don't know. Uh, according to my Twitter, uh, I'm a really stupid person because I got vaccinated. Oh, my God. I believe in the vaccine, and I'm very happy I'm vaccinated. Are you going to give it to your kids? Make sure, make sure you know, you take pictures when your kids finally get vaccinated. Like, like he doesn't believe I'm going to get my kids vaccinated when they can. Unfortunately, they're not of age. Um, of course I'm going to get my kids vaccinated. Because guess what? I listened to, uh, one, I got two to three doctors in my life. I listened to my family doctor. And I blow off what these stupid politicians are saying. So, yes, according to my information that I was able to do without reading stupid stuff on Facebook or just watching a, a quick uh, segment on, on the cable news, I have determined that, yes, the vaccine is safe. And when it's available for my kids, I absolutely will make sure they're vaccinated. Okay? Guy uh, incognito. Amen, Ope. But look, uh, you know, we got freedom in America. Freedom of choice. I understand the freedom of choice in America. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, I guess that's your prerogative. I don't think it's very, very smart. But uh, that's just my opinion. We all have dumb opinions, right? That old saying, uh, opinions are like assholes. We all have them, right? But let me tell you something else about freedom. Uh, because a lot of people are asking me about uh, New York City because they're... They're basically um, uh, encouraging the, the vaccine passport to get into restaurants and, and whatnot. And you know what? I, sadly, that's my freedom. My freedom is to choose where to go to eat. And I'm going to choose to go to uh, places to eat where they check to see if you were vaccinated, my friends. See how freedom works? But others uh, see that as, uh, as uh, they're taking your freedoms away. I don't believe that... Uh, at all you have the choice to eat wherever the hell you want but my freedom is going to be this i'm going to find places in new york when we go back in a few weeks where i know they're checking people uh to see if they're vaccinated and then i'll eat in those establishments 100 percent, yes so sadly I i'm for it Sa i say sadly because there was a time man i was like People should be able to do whatever the hell they want, but their decisions are really affecting others and really hurting others. And there's an incredible irresponsibility in America these days where, sadly, it's making me uh, change my tune. Because I was even like, oh, why are they making us wear seatbelts? I was all for letting it all go. But there, there comes an a, a, uh, incredible responsibility with freedom. And there's a lot of people out there that uh, aren't taking that responsibility seriously. So, yeah, unfortunately, I've, I've changed my tune on a bunch of those things. Uh, here we go. Lane Hudson. Uh, preaching hope. Fuck these selfish assholes who won't follow science. Science! Yeah, but then people will tell you that the scientists are bought. Bruh, man! You're just one of those woke libtards. You don't even know that the scientists are bought, man. 
just. And then you'd think it's only in your family or in your uh, in your circle. And then, like, I was at a party this this weekend. I was getting a tour of this house, beautiful house. And, uh, oh, is this going to piss off a few of you out there? So you might want to do earmuffs. But uh, one of the people hosting this party went in their uh, finished basement. Well, I'll start with this. They had two retro uh, pinball machines. Beautiful, by the way. Although they didn't have that thing you know, in the old days, for the older folk, when you played uh, pinball, you, you had to pull that lever back, and then it shoots the ball. You know, uh, I guess these millennials, they're so lazy that now these retro pinball machines come with a button. So you hit the button, and then the ball fires out. No, man, you got to get one of those things where you have to pull back and let go. But he had two beautiful uh, pinball machines, a beautiful home theater, a beautiful air hockey uh, setup, and then on the wall he had. Uh, uh, well, it was uh, it was hers actually. Well, uh, 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 a Bernie Sanders poster. What up? A Bernie Sanders poster on the wall, and I went, "Oh my god, that's pretty radical." I understand how radical Bernie Sanders is, and then. Uh, and then I was told that this person who has the Bernie Sanders poster on the wall, beautiful, by the way, it was beautiful, it looked like a painting, that this person's father is a hardcore Trump supporter. I'm like, there you go. No matter who you run into, we're all dealing with it. It's called spring-loaded trigger. You had to, you had to show me up there, Milt Miranda. Thanks. Thank you, Milt Miranda. All right, let's take a moment and talk about boners. What? Oh, I got your attention now. We're talking about Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. Just pay the $5 shipping. It's summer, camping season. Let's talk about pitching tents. That's right. You don't want a saggy, mushy tent. And you certainly don't want a saggy, mushy boner. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. What is Blue Chew? Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Yes, you can take them anytime, day or night. So you can plan ahead. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. The process, very simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations like, uh, I feel a little uh, inadequate down there, doc. Can you help me? You do it all online. How great is that? And you don't have to wait online at the pharmacy. With the nosy one behind the cash register as you're paying for your prescription. And you're like, oh no, they know I don't get good boners. And you know, women say there's nothing sexier than confidence. And Blue Chew can help you with confidence where it counts. This is what you need to do. Special offer for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. You could do that, right? BlueChew.com, promo code OPI to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, see this, this dummy. 
See, see, if you say that, it doesn't mean it's true. Hey, Ope, do you regret taking pictures of Roland and losing your multi-million dollar job? Officer Jeremy uh, DeWitt. Maybe you're not a hater. Um, I didn't, I, I, in the end, I didn't get fired for that because when, when the company saw the, uh, saw the video, they were like, oh, holy shit. And, uh, well, I can't get into it too much, but they were not happy with a couple of the people that reported this this crap to uh, HR at SiriusXM. I got to be careful because uh, we we uh, we left on very, very good terms in the end. Look, my time at SiriusXM was, uh, was at the end, unfortunately, which is sad because I was building a really, really nice radio show with uh, Vic Henley and Carl Ruiz and, uh, you know, the rest of the players. Um... And I was just having fun in the bathroom like we've done many, many times with each other, thinking uh, it would be all right to do what I did because uh, we're all friends. And then uh, it turned out that uh, that Roland was like uh, fucking Judas, man. Who knew? I, we all thought like he was part of our gang. And then he turns around and pouts and started a whole thing. And then in the end, when they, they saw the video, they're like, oh, my God, this was a nothing burger. But it was too late to bring me back, but I think they used that incident to get rid of me because they were trying to save money, and I was up Howard's ass all the time, and they didn't want to hear from Howard. I've heard a lot of this stuff after the fact. Howard uh, is a very, very big crybaby, a very big powder. And every time um, back in the day when me and Anthony messed with him or uh, when I just messed with him, that meant phone calls to the big bosses. And the last thing those bosses wanted was a phone call from Howard uh, chewing their asses out because they had cushy jobs. They just wanted it, it to be nice and easy, and uh, we made it a bit difficult. So, uh, so you know, by the time they were trying to find a, a way to get rid of me, I, I, uh, I offered it up on a, on a platter, they thought, until they saw that uh, it was nothing, because I'm not stupid. I know where the line is. I always knew where the line was when I was doing that crazy-ass uh, radio show. You have to know where the line is. And every once in a while, even if you know where the line is, they move the line constantly. And that's where we got spanked with some uh, suspensions over the years or, um, or some firings. But the fact is, man, we got away with murder for many, many, many years. Oh, my goodness. So to answer your question, I don't regret it. I needed to get the F out of there. Um, I do regret that. I'll tell you what I regret. I regret that uh, I didn't start podcasting right away with Carl and Vic and Sherrod. Um, I, we had so much momentum, and those guys were like, begging me to do something, you know, after I was let go from Sirius. I was officially not fired by uh, Sirius. That, that is the, the truth, and, and people could spin it all they want, but I, I sleep well at night because I know what the real story is. But I regret not uh, podcasting right away with those guys because we had incredible momentum. I thought I was onto something really, really big, but I, I, needed, to, I needed to move on from Sirius XM. That was a long run. Look, the money would be nice if I was still making stupid money, of course. But, uh, you know, the more you live your life, you, you realize that that money isn't everything. I mean, you want enough, obviously, so that's important. But to sacrifice your happiness to make more money, nah, man, that's not me anymore. Didn't roll and get you fired. This is what I have to deal with every day. I just explained it. I just explained the entire thing. And Ryan Dave S. goes, didn't roll and get you fired. 
this is what you're up against in this uh, in this new world. The new world order is truly uh, misinformation, disinformation. People just say they, they know what they spew is just not the truth, but they don't care. They don't give a crap. It's just as good as the truth in their eyes. I, I, I officially did not get fired from SiriusXM. That was important to me when I got lawyers involved. I can't really talk uh, officially about uh, too much of this. But in the end, I do have to say uh, two things. It was time for me to go, unfortunately. But the timing was bad because I, I, out of nowhere, was building an incredible new radio show. So it was time to go. And uh, the other thing I want to say about SiriusXM, I don't think they're a great company anymore, to be completely honest with you. But as far as I go, they, uh, they did right by me. They did right by me in the end. So there you go. I, I guarantee the next, the next uh, comment will be, but he got you fired. No, he didn't. I just. <laughs> What's Mike uh, Opelka stunt brain saying today? This is like soaps. I came back after a few months and you're having, a, having to still answer. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Still answer. The comments are flying by. I got to slow down the comments. Uh, all right. Let me start over with uh, stunt brain. This is like soaps. I come back after a few months and you're, you're having to still answer these dumb questions. Frustrating, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, remember soap operas? Not going to lie. You know, there was a time way, way back. I, I think I have to go back to the 80s for this that, uh, you know, a lot of us got uh, into soap operas. Um, but their storylines would take forever. Oh, it would take months. It would take months to finally get to the point where whatever they were, uh, whatever the storyline was, would be resolved. Oh my God. But we watched, we watched. But nowadays, man, if you don't get to the resolution, is that the word? Resolution? Uh, get to the, uh, uh, yeah, let's go with resolution, even though it might not be the, the best word, but you'll understand what I'm saying. Nowadays, our attention spans are so fucking like this. That if you don't get to the point immediately, everyone is gone. By the way, I saw, um, people were asking me, I saw the uh, Woodstock documentary, thanks to you guys. A lot of people suggested I got to watch it. That Woodstock 99 was such a cluster F. Holy crap. Helicopter's really loud. I don't know if you guys are picking that up as loud as it sounds to me. Um... The problem with Woodstock was that it had no connection to the original Woodstock. Andrew uh, Fawcett. No, uh, Woodstock 94 was the good one. That wasn't bad. The 25th anniversary of the original Woodstock wasn't bad. They pulled it off. <clears throat> excuse me. And there was a connection to the original Woodstock of 1969. Okay, I'm getting my head back together. All right. Then they decided to do it again in 99. Thank you. And the problem with Woodstock 99, by the way, these helicopters, if you see it, I don't know if the shot will show up, but you can hear it. Those are the really, really rich assholes flying back to the city after a wonderful, wonderful weekend out east. That's how they commute right down the shoreline in these sick ass helicopters, beautiful multi-million dollar helicopters. That's real money, my friends. I'll get there with Bitcoin and the NFTs. Um, but the problem with the uh, Woodstock 99 was that it had no connection to the original Woodstock, first of all. 
Um, they, they picked all the bands of the day, which were all just angry bands for the most part. They sprinkled in a couple female artists just to say, see, we care about women. And then the other thing, they had Woodstock 99 on a military base. I mean, I mean Woodstock, uh, the original Woodstock, they were against the war. They were against the government. They were against all institutions, basically. And then they they uh, put Woodstock '99 on an old military base that that went that went against the whole thing that the original Woodstock was about. So they had no real connection to Woodstock '69 uh, uh, whatsoever. And then of course they uh, they 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 made it into a massive corporate event. They were selling water for how much was the water again? I want to say ten dollars a bottle or something ridiculous. So. Uh, so all that got involved, and people got really fucking pissed off how corporate they made the whole event. So obviously it was uh, it was uh, inevitable that the whole thing was gonna you know fall apart by the end of the the festival. And uh, the documentary, yeah, it was corporations, man. Look, they had a whole bunch of bands that were were great for the time. To this day, I still love a lot of those bands. And they just slapped the Woodstock uh, label on the whole thing, and they were expecting everyone to behave. And in the end, man, that wasn't the case. And then uh, Fred Durst was loving the attention and and how his ego was being fed. So, so he was definitely a problem. John Sher basically, I think, blames the the whole mess uh, and the riots and the fires and everything everything that transpired on uh, poor Fred Durst <laughs> in the documentary. He goes after him pretty good. And then Anthony Kiedis has a chance to do the right thing with his set with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's fires burning in the distance, and they basically ask him, can you calm this fucking crowd down? And he's just listening, you know, and then he goes out there, and they decide to play uh, Jimi Hendrix Fire, just being complete assholes. Oh, my God. But the Woodstock uh, 99 documentary is fantastic. It is really, really good, man. Yeah, break shit up. Fred Durst, 1999. There's Tim Fox. What's up, Tim? How are you, buddy? Oh, that's that's a good combo right there, Big Mac. Oh, I have you on the TV. Brother Wee's on my phone uh, on the iHeartRadio app. Right on. My podcast is on the uh, iHeartRadio app as well. Guy Incognito, what's going on? Who would you say was your personal favorite comedian to work with? To be specific, not who you liked the most but felt made for the best radio. Oh, God. Anybody else want to answer that for uh, for a guy incognito? I'll absolutely answer it, but I, I guarantee that uh, the majority of people that, that answer this question right now in the comments, I, I will have a perfect match with. Who do you th- well, there's two. Patrice, 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 Patrice is coming in like crazy. Patrice, yes. Patrice by far was the best uh, comedian to do the Opie and Anthony show. By far. And then... Um, I would have to say uh, Jim Brewer. I, I would have to say Jim Brewer was, uh, was um, you know, a solid second place. Oh, Bill Burr. God damn it. Now, Dice made it too much about himself. You got you to gotta think comics that came in and uh, really uh, worked with the show well and then were hilarious also. And so you, you got to think Patrice. You got to think Jim Brewer. You got to think Bill Burr. Um, Jay Moore's, Jay Moore's had his moments. Jay Moore's had his moments, especially uh, in the early days. Louis C.K., but he didn't come in enough. 
I'm going to go with those three. I'm going to go in this order. I'm going to go, ooh, this is tough. Definitely Patrice by far. I don't think anyone touches him. Then I would go uh, Jim Brewer, and then I would go Bill Burr. Those, those are by far the top three comics that worked uh, the best on uh, the old Opie and Anthony show. Ooh, Bob Kelly. Bob Kelly was fucking hilarious every time he came in. A lot of people mentioning Voss. Look, Voss was, you know, hilarious in his own right on many occasions on the show, but he was very, very exhausting and kind of hard to work with at times. The action had to stop a lot with uh, with Voss. But, man, when he was on, man, he was fucking great. I think we'll have to end there, right? I was going to tell a Jim Norton story, but maybe next time. Maybe next time. It, it's just good to be back doing the live stream. Feeling better. I'm just really, really happy I'm off the meds. The the uh, the doxy uh, cycling I think it's called that med is no joke for uh, for potential Lyme disease and I say uh, potential Lyme disease because I don't, I don't want to oversell it the tick bite I got it was definitely problematic it was definitely a bullseye some people said a classic bullseye that indicates you got Lyme disease or early stages of Lyme disease and then other people weren't really sure my doctor was going back and forth and he, and then he's like you know what let's just treat this damn thing and I'm and then I, I wish he would have said, hey, let's just treat this damn thing, but you're going to feel like crap for almost two weeks because of the medication I give you. My God. Oh, by the way, uh, for boners, bluechew.com, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. Okay? Give it a try. Help support the live stream. Help support the podcast. Hey, guys, thank you. Thanks for all the people that reached out. I really, really appreciate it. Um... Showing a little concern isn't the worst thing in the world in this day and age, and uh, a bunch of you did that. I, I appreciate it, especially uh, a lot of the guys from the uh, the private Facebook group, okay? And, ah, oh, the sun. Here comes the sun. I'll say it's all right. Do, 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 do. I wish I knew the guitar part. Where are my George Harrison fans at? I'm trying to think. There, there were a couple George Harrison songs that... And George Harrison did the guitar part on Here Comes the Sun, right? Wow to my singing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't Ravi. Penguin. Isn't it true that... Uh, let's end with this. Let's see if we got anybody that knows music. Isn't it true that a few of the George Harrison songs that were monster hits after the Beatles broke up... Um, Harrison offered to the Beatles as a band and they rejected... A couple George Harrison songs. Does anyone know which songs that they would be? What's up, Kit? While my guitar gently weeps. Now, if you if you mention while my guitar gently weeps, you got to go with the super band that played that song with Prince on the guitar, just crushing it. That is one of the most amazing guitar solos of all time. It comes from Prince. A lot of Beatles songs. The title can be followed by "In My Butt," and it works. All right, guys, I, I'm babbling. Look at me. I was trying to do more time, and I fell flat. I, I just got to go. I'll see you guys soon. I fell flat right at the end when it means the most with these damn things. Oh, my goodness. Boo 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 bo